Can You Make It Pretty is proud to work with Gradcom, the podcast's 2023-24 sponsor. Employee morale is just such a bear to wrestle with, right? Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Pikes Peak State, we have 1,100 employees if we include all of our part-time employees. So when you're doing stuff at scale like that, what one group of people says, hey, this is what is would make us feel better and boost our morale, you have a whole other group of people that say, in no way would that help my morale. In fact, it would make me feel even worse about working here. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's tough. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying some stuff. I uh, uh, So last fall, uh, we did a week um, called uh, Appreciation Week. Okay. It was the week before Thanksgiving break. We did uh, a bunch of different coffees and lunches and cupcakes and things across all of our campuses. We have four campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, people liked that, but some of the feedback was, I, it's not very appreciative if I couldn't be there for the coffee or whatever, right? Yes. Um, so... I pulled that in this semester, and instead of doing a week-long thing of events, uh, we're doing a monthly coffee, one at each campus. Uh, and I announced those way ahead of time so that hopefully people can make it. But um, I've found that like with these things at scale, you have to aim center mass. And yeah. when you aim center mass, there's always misses. And unfortunately, some of the decisions you have to make are related to, well, what's the trade-off here? And you know, who are we going to ultimately serve with this? Absolutely. But tell me about Caring Campus. I don't know anything about that. So Caring Campus is a framework offered by the Institute for Evidence-Based Change, and they come to various campuses who want to implement this framework. And the idea is that if students don't feel connected to the college they attend, they're less likely to persist and succeed regardless of academic interventions and support services the college has provided. So IEBC is creating Care and Campus. It's based on research that shows students who feel more connected to their college are more likely to be retained, persist from semester to semester, and complete their academic goals. So increasing connectedness amongst employees will transfer to students Therefore, will then go a long way to maintaining enrollment. That's so it starts, yeah. So it starts with classified professionals, classified professionals on our campus and maybe on your campus too, are the largest body of employees, right? And in most cases, classified professionals are the ones who have the most contact with students outside of faculty members. And how does that relationship differ, right? Well, with a faculty member, they're with them 16 to 18 weeks, twice a week. They get to know them on a first-name basis. They might visit them in office hours. Whereas with a classified professional outside of a counselor, chances are it's a one-off. And if yeah. they have a bad one-off with you, a bad one-off interaction, you may have lost that student. So regardless of everything else that's happening, you had a terrible interaction with one student in, in an office, in a student services office, and the parking lot, what have you, and that student's now gone. That has now tainted the entire pool. So how do you help those employees, not necessarily always be customer service ready, but be in the mindset of service and of, oh, of course I'm going to help you, and not, oh, why is this student asking me this question right right now? 
or, oh, what do I need to know this? So the challenge right now with Caring Campus is we're trying to bring that to the entire campus. So it's classified driven, which is very different from how things are normally done on campus, right? It's usually administration driven and then trickles down and then classified is like, oh, I have new things to do. Yay me. This is very much classified driven. So it's, hey, we need this. We need this frontline support for those of us that deal with students all day. Hey, for those of us that are in administrative roles, we really need to know what is happening in that new building over there. Hey, I am in this position and people keep asking me this question and I've never even been in that building. I don't even know what's over there. I don't know who's over there. Uh, hey, we have new technology, but I don't know how to use it. So I don't know how to look something up. So I can't help this student. So a lot of it is really just rebuilding connections on campus and our campus, for example. Um, one of the things too that we've done is we didn't have name badges for everyone. We had really old ones that were very hard to read and they were not self-serving, but the information was not intended for students. It had titles on it. It said Dean. It had doctor, you know, like, Students don't care about that. So we went to a really, and now I'm going to show it on video because this is very good content for podcasting. I'm going to show it to Matt and Jacqueline. But now it's just super pared down. It's about the size of a standard business card. And it just features first name, it features pronouns, and it features any additional languages spoken outside of English. And the idea behind that, again, was one, it was data-driven. So IEBC has shown that first name, name badges reduce... Um, psychological barriers. So if you see Elliot Stern president, you're like, that's the president. I'm not going to ask him a question. But if you see Elliot, he, him, you're like, hey, Elliot, where's this building? So yeah. it literally, there's data that shows that it reduces those, um, those barriers, those psychological barriers. So that's what we're trying to do on our campus. I am one of the chairs of that project. So I have been very heavily invested in this for 10 months now. Um, and slowly but surely we're trying to kind of roll out these culture changing activities. Um, so we're starting a road show next month and our first road show is going to show people how to use our website directory, our teams directory and our workday directory. So workday is like a Salesforce, um, and how they can utilize those three tools to find people on campus And that then helps in creating warm referrals. So I know that Matt is in, is the director of his area. And I know he's in this building because I found his information in Teams. I found his title in Teams. So I'm going to send this student to that office. I know exactly where it is. And I'm going to use the digital campus map to show them where it is because I know that we have a digital campus map. That's awesome. How are employees feeling about it so far? Classified is good because they feel like they're heard and seen. And we've literally been asking them since last April, what do you need? How can we support you? What are the gaps? We also went through a um, org change. So there's a lot of hurt feelings right now. Um, yes. So that's change not something, fatigue. Change is hard. So that's not something that we can address, but we can support. So what does that look like is, oh, you're in a new area or, hey, you got moved and you don't know what this process is anymore. Okay, well, we can't help with that, but we can, um, you know, show you how to use the directory so that you know where the new offices are. 
we can show you how to find people in different areas using the resources that are already available to us. Um, we've had a couple events. We just got the green light last week to host an event over spring break that will include food, free food, and fun. Yay. That always helps. No fun free like mandatory fun. fun. That's right. Pre-planned fun. What is it? Force fun, like Jeff Julian used to say, force conversations. <laughs> force fun. Shout out to Jeff. Um, and so that, that afternoon during spring break might look like um, a tour. We'll all do a tour together. We'll all have lunch together. We talked about going over to ceramics and throwing pottery. Like each of us gets to make a little bowl that we can then put like on our desk. And then we talked about going over to our campus theater and showing a movie and giving popcorn. Like just culture building. Like we have been going through it, guys. Let's just go have an afternoon where we feel we can chit chat with each other. We can, you know, break bread together and then go watch a movie and have some popcorn. So that's all in the works. So that's that's the type of stuff that we're doing on our campus. And it really is because our president has tasked us um, with turning Saddleback into a caring campus. He fully supports it. And so that's kind of the work that we've been doing on the classified level to support that. That's amazing. And that's what we all need right now. For our listeners, we hope to see you in Seattle. And... You won't hear us in March, but come find us in person because we're taking March off because we're going to Seattle. So don't look for a March episode. There won't be one. We'll be back in April. So you have plenty of time until then to catch up, download them in advance, listen to them on the plane ride, listen to them as you're walking to your room in the hotel, and then come find us and say what's up. Yeah, send us some email. We want some fan mail. Ooh, fan mail. Share us on social media. In December, Gallup put out a list of workplace trends that leaders should watch out for in 2024. Included in that list, engagement is slowly recovering, with some areas for improvement. 2020 saw the first dip in employee engagement in years, and while those numbers are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, employees are also feeling less connected to an organization's mission and purpose, which is vital for any organization, especially a two-year college. One way Rowan College in Burlington County in New Jersey is keeping its employees engaged and boosting morale is through its annual report. Yes, we're talking about that multi-page document that spells out college stats and FYIs to its stakeholders. It's a vital document, but not always the most snazzy. Our guest this episode is Greg Volpe, RCBC's Executive Director of Strategic Marketing and Communications, discussing how the college's annual report doubles as a way to boost employee morale. Greg, your annual report isn't the traditional glossy publication that colleges tend to use. What do you do instead at RCBC? Oh, we've done just about everything. We've done calendars, we've done tarot cards, we've done... Audio cassettes, yeah, they still make those things. Um, and next year, we're going to do a gratitude box. Um, and tell me uh, some more specifics there. Because like to me, an annual report is like uh, basically like a brochure. It's got a yeah. bunch of graphics and stuff and things like that. Yep. How does that work in, say, um, uh, a calendar format? Uh, it, it, it's, it's all about creative storytelling. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all the same. And a report is picture stories. It's just packaging it a little differently. Um, 
our president is very supportive and he's laid down pretty much two criteria for us. You know, he lets us get as crazy as we can. Just a, we have to find a way to get in all the numbers and facts and figures that any annual report can do. We have to find a way to get that in there somehow. And two, uh, we just have to find a way so we don't have boxes of them left over somewhere. So <laughs> that's pretty much the, the, the two rules that he's laid down for us. And we've, we've met them. Um, we, we always have, we always put the content online somewhere. So that's an easy way to put all the facts and figures out there. So there's always an online version that's looks more of a traditional format. I'm curious. So this printed piece or pieces about how many of those do you print and how do you decide to, to distribute who gets them? It, it, it runs the gamut. Like the, the one year, one year we did like newspapers, like old fashioned newsprint. So I think we probably did a hundred or 200 because that, that wasn't too expensive. And we could, you know, shove, we did like in, you know, the old fashioned plastic bag. So that, that was easy to distribute and that wasn't as expensive. The audio cassette that we did those manually. We, um, our, our, our person who leads our website also does a lot of our podcasting. He's he's a former radio person, so he, you know, did the audio recording of it and manually did all the audio tapes. So that was a very limited edition run. Pretty much, our board of trustees is all that got the actual tape itself. The rest of it was put onto the website with a digital file of it. Last year, I didn't even mention this. Last year, we did jigsaw puzzles, and that that was kind of neat in that. We turned that into kind of a team building thing. We forget the exact quantity, but we kind of added up, Hey, we have this many offices on campus. We, so we sent it out to all the offices and said, Hey, here's our annual report. You know, do it, take some time, get to know your teams, do it together and send us a picture of you guys doing your puzzles and we'll put it in the newsletter. So that was a fun thing. And actually it was really rewarding because people did it. They sent us in their pictures and they seemed to enjoy it, which was just cool to see people it resonating with people. I love the idea of going outside the box with this because when I initially read that we were talking about the annual reports, I kind of shuddered because it's, I, <laughs> it's so boring. I'm sorry. It's so boring and they're so labor intensive sometimes and there's and nobody, reads them. nobody reads them and there's just no reward at the end. It, it's, it feels self-serving sometimes for the president. Um, and so it's just like this really painful project that you just have to slog through and put out and then nothing happens. So I love the approach that your college is taking with this. It's really helpful to hear from other people that are doing this in a different way and that you can and that it's been successful. So how did you originally come up with doing something different from the traditional? Because it really is hard to break away from that because it's so synonymous, right? Like everybody knows state of the union, state of the college is going to be, has one format. So how did you sell that idea? And then two, how did you come up with the ideas? So it, it kind of, it coincided with, with Dr. COC becoming president. It, it was organic. I, I think too, our, our team also, like, like you said, that slog of doing that report every year, they're like, Hey, can we do something different? And there was a little bit, the first step was a little baby step. We went from that brochure thing to more of a Rolling Stone type magazine. It, it, nuance, subtle, but the photography was like a lot different than what we had done in the past. So that, that, that was one way that we just 
broke out of it. And then from there, we just kept building. And every year now, it's trying to top ourselves. And it's just, it, it, it's nice. And like, again, going back to what you said with the slogging, it's, it's awesome for the marketing team itself because it gets us out of our box. It's, we're doing something different and challenging ourselves to come up with something new and different. Like go back to the, the tarot card, which is one, which will probably always be one of my favorites. You know, someone had the idea of, Hey, let's, let's do a deck of cards. And then someone's like, Hey, I saw that in Philadelphia. They did this tarot deck. Let's do something like that. And it's just like, you know, everyone just kind of like plays off each other and wound up with a, just something neat and interesting. I like the idea of switching something that is so painful to something fun. And, and really, nobody likes seeing that assignment come across their desk. When do you usually publish yours? We always aim for the fall. And historically, it kept getting pushed back and pushed back, pushed back. Usually, it wound up being December, sometimes January. This year, with the puzzle, we actually got it out in the fall. And this year, coming up next year... There's a gratitude, World Gratitude Day or something. I want to say it's September 20th, September 21st. So that's giving me a hard deadline that we're going to install these boxes on campus. We're going to make a big deal out of it, tying it to that day. So that's going to give us a hard deadline to really tie the, the annual report to it. So the way that this, this was literally inspired by something I saw at, outside a restaurant, there were literally a gratitude box. It was just like, hey, someone did something special. Just write it down on this piece of paper and drop it in a box that I'm like, Hey, we could do that. And, and getting to this, it was coming off the, the puzzle when I'm like, it was really neat to see like folks interacting with the puzzle. And it's just like, what can we do to do to have people interact with a piece that lasts more than just like an hour or two with a puzzle? Right. Hey, these boxes will be up forever pretty much. Right. And then it'll be a way for, students staff to just express appreciation for each other, which is something that is it's desperately needed. We don't do that enough to, to, right. to say, Hey, does this person really help me? And Absolutely. So it sounds like your team was totally into it, which is great. What was the feedback from your stakeholders? Were they into it? Were they thinking like, what is happening over there in that marketing office? Mo- mo- most of it, most of it's been positive. A couple, I'll say one of the deans once said, how am I going to submit? I thought it was calendar. She reminded me recently that it was the tarot cards, but how am I supposed to submit this to my accreditors? I'm like, well, it's on the website. You can just send them to a link. <laughs> yeah. um, Print screen, yeah, save as PDF. Yeah. <laughs> Print screen, save as PDF. Exactly. Um, but no, and especially with the puzzle, and that's 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 really because people were doing it hands on, and when when people touch and feel something and interact with something, it gets them out of their day to day. Um, and re- and this isn't annual report related, but recently, you know, our our administrative offices, you know, marketing, IT, human resources, finance, all those groups. They're in one building. It's kind of separate from the rest of the main campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I saw the folks who don't really interact with students directly, but so like they're separate. But recently we had this idea, Hey, when faculty come back for their first meeting of the semester, let's put the faculty in that building. And then we can have like an open house for that building because they don't interact with each other that often. And it was just well received. And 
it was just kind of cool because these people don't see each other that often. And it was just nice to interact. And along the same lines, it was a way for people to just get to know each other. And we hear that all the time. That's a common complaint that we get. Oh, we don't interact anymore. We want more HR events. And I always say, you know, what is an HR event? I don't think that people know what they're asking for. But what we did in that event is kind of what I think they want. Just interaction. And if there's a way to connect it to make our jobs a little easier, a little better, then that's what we should be doing. Right. Are you, are you sure that you're at Rowan College in New Jersey? Because I'm at Pikes Peak State College in Colorado. And everything you just described is what we hear. What about you, Stephanie? Do you hear that at your college from from stakeholders and employees and well, there's yeah. not enough that we're in silos. Yeah. That, we that we're siloed. Uh, no. We never have the opportunity to, to see each other. Um, no, we're perfect. Everything's fine. Okay. Of Good. course I, we all yeah. have the same, <laughs> we all have the same issues. Absolutely. And I love what Greg said about the puzzle. Like what a cool idea to bring that physical piece in of something that's normally super, super boring and then people are gathering around it as an opportunity to work together, to learn together. Really well done, Greg. Thumbs up from me. Yeah, it's like uh, Seth Godin has that concept of the purple cow where, you know, like uh, a cow is a cow. You're walking, you know, you're driving by. You're like, oh, another cow. But as soon as you see a purple cow, you're like, holy crap, a purple cow. That's amazing, right? Or a meatball Sunday and like an unexpected juxtaposition that is remarkable. Um, and I really like what you've done here to pull this into um, boosting employee morale and things like that. Um, was the puzzle the first time you noticed that or had you seen that before with some of the other projects? I, I think it's I think the puzzle was different in that we were asking people to do something unlike the others. I mean, I think the calendar might have had some of that impact, except it was released during COVID. So we were kind of quarantined at that time. So people couldn't put it on their desk. I mean, we had a little paper doll in, in the back cover that people were supposed to cut out and put on their desk. We weren't here at that time. So yeah. that was fun. When I think of community college marketing, I think of Gradcom. As a full service marketing agency specializing in community colleges, they have the experience and expertise colleges need to move the needle on awareness, applications, and enrollment. Whether it's research, design, web, or media, Gradcom does it all. But don't just take my word for it. Visit gradcom.com. That's G-R-A-D-C-O-M-M dot C-O-M. For case studies about the many NCMPR members who have used Gradcom to help them grow the number of students who enroll and succeed in college. The puzzle was on our to-do list for a while because, and this, this is neat too with the, with the marketing team, the, the folks I work with like each other and they, they actually like spend their lunch hour like doing puzzles and stuff like that. So that that's kind of where the inspiration came, came from that. So We're talking this in relation to annual reports. Are there other places that you've decided, hey, you know, this worked for the annual report. Let's try this for this thing, view books or anything like that? <sighs> As far as products, I have not got there yet. But like, like I said, too, with, with that open house concepts, you know, that worked out so well that we are now going building by building. You know, what, what I mentioned, that was for like the faculty welcome back. And next week is our college wide welcome back. So we are doing another building that's more of 
the student-focused building, so they're going to present to the rest of the campus, and I think that's going to, I think we're going to run a cycle until we hit every building in that capacity, because again, it's too, and I'm sure, I'm sure this is going to be a foreign concept at your colleges, but is we don't, we didn't know that, we didn't know that we could do things on there, and that, that, that's the other thing I'm looking to unearth, it's like hidden gems about, about the campus, like hidden perks, why it's good to work at a community college, and selfishly in our department, hey, you can get a free professional grade headshot from the marketing department. Right. And hey, our, our library is connected with the county library system. You All you need to do is go to the library and they'll activate your ID. You just need to go up there. Just little things like that that people don't think about is, is a hidden benefit of working here. Right. And we have so many resources that employees, but I, I think that connection too, right, is I'm an employee here. Why would I go do that extra thing? Well, you should because it benefits you. It benefits your students, benefits your team. A lot of what you're talking about right now is what we're going through as a campus with Caring Campus. Have you heard of Caring Campus? No. So it's, a, it's a nationwide initiative. We'll get into that another day. But the the essence of it is it's a framework provided um, database framework. And these types of things, this cross-department awareness, this getting to know other buildings, taking people out of their areas, all of this is to build relationships. Relationship building turns into morale. Morale turns into better customer service for our students, which that's a no-no, right? Customer service. Our students aren't customers. They are. But, you know, all of this, that's I know. A secret. I'm sorry. I said it. Greg, what are some of the ways that you have seen morale boost across campus? So people, have you received feedback? Have you, it sounds like your team is all in, which is really great. Have you seen that ripple effect across campus yet? I, I, th- I think we're starting, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see our HR, they, they're starting, I, I forget the exact date, but sometime soon they're, they're starting like building by building by building tours. Like they're, they're having a hot cocoa bar in one of the buildings where and just open hour, like come talk to us, anything you get, anything on your mind, which is just awesome. So, yeah, I, I think slowly we're going to, to, to turn this tide because really we have no choice. I think we all feel that. And uh, like Stephanie said, it sounds like your team has a lot of buy into this project. Um, all right, I want to talk a little bit about why that is, is that pure level of ownership. Um, and then we could probably even talk some of the process of like how you distill all of the stuff into an annual report um, into an infographic that's worthy of a puzzle. Sure. So uh, let's start with that first part, the team buy-in. Um, why Why are they so invested in this? I, I think there's two things. I think there's one, there's, there's a very close relationship between Dr. C.O.C. and me and the whole team. Actually, before he was president, he was vice president of enrollment management. And before that, he like directly oversaw marketing. So that was, there's a natural understanding between his his previous roles in administration and marketing. Yeah, you don't have to do that layer of interpreting marketing yeah. speak into non-marketing speak. Yeah. And again, most most marketers worth their salt like doing different and creative things. So it's if you, if you can't sell marketers <laughs> right. on something like this, then they're in the, probably in the wrong business. Right. Engaged employees are going are are, are vital to to engaged students. I mean, it's 
if our if if we can't sell our employees, we can't do a good job for our students. It's very important. Right. When it comes to the content of the annual report, do you feel that people are really receptive to it also because they it's almost like a recognition of the work that they've put in? I don't know how I ask this because I don't know how your annual report is laid out. Is it just data points or is it also stories of employees? Is it profiles? It, it's mostly stories. We're very student focused. I come from a, a journalism background, so it's very student focused. I tend to have a very institutional focused lens. So I hope that I'm doing a good job presenting a fair picture of the institution, not you know, I'm, I'm hope I'm not self-promotional um, as, as I speak on a podcast, but I, I think I think we do a good job of shining a light on the entire institution. I, I don't think that we're heavy handed on any one aspect of who we are. It's OK to be a little a little self-promotional. You're doing really good stuff. That's why we have you here. And, you know, we we all, all of our listeners, uh, hundreds and thousands of us, yes. uh, want to, uh, to, to copy the best. That's why we've got you on here is, you know, next year we're going to see a bunch of uh, puzzle annual reports. So we, we, we need all the details so we know what to steal. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> how much of this kind of stuff um, do you outsource? How much is in-house? Creating the content is all in source. The only thing that we outsource is the actual creation of the product, like the newspaper that we outsource, the printing, the puzzle. We use a commercial company. I mean, we created the actual picture, but then we outsource to a company that can put it into the puzzle. We have an internal print shop that did most of the stuff, such as like any any kind of book or anything that needed to be printed. Uh, they couldn't do the newsprint, obviously. That got exported. Uh, I, I mentioned before our our podcast person, he was, Jay was able to do all the audio tapes. We did all the, and the packaging to it was awesome. So we did all, we printed all that in internally. Uh, tarot cards that, that we printed, we found a company to print externally, but I mean, all, all the content itself is created in house. And is that, um, like a group effort? Is it you with just like one or two people? Like how, I'm interested in the distillation of the information, right? Sure. Because we know um, what a typical annual report looks like. Um, figuring out how to get that onto tarot cards sounds really fascinating to me. That that one, there's there's a lot of group think, but then yeah, when, once you get once we get to the point of rolling up their sleeves, it's a lot of I'll lay out the create I'll lay out the direction, kind of map out the hey, we need to hit on these points. And in that case, a lot of it was the writer at the time and the designer, and they just went to town. And meticulous, gorgeous artwork. Jacqueline, I sent you a, a copy of the deck. That's why I asked for your address, address the other day. You'll see it. it, it it's gorgeous. It's a work of art. Wait a minute. My address is... Bleep, yes. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Ideation on these things. Do you basically like know going into it, okay, uh, we're going to do a tarot deck this year. Or are you like, hey, maybe tarot deck, maybe cassette tape? And then how do you narrow that down? Again, a lot of it's group think. And, I, and a lot of it, again, I, I think I got lucky because I saw that, that box really early in the process. But also 
there, there's pressure. When, once once you do something like this every year, it's what are you going to do next? Because I know one one year I'm going to one year we're going to get stumped and have no we're going to run out of ideas and I'm dreading that and I, I think somebody joked that yeah we're going to go back to just doing a traditional report and that will be the novelty. You know? <laughs> that is pretty funny actually that you bring it up. I mean everything old is new again, right? Yep. So you could bring it back and say we've gone back vintage this year. Going back to our roots. It's the eight and a half by eleven glossy. <laughs> Style Outside it to of, look like it was done on a typewriter. Ooh. That could be fun. Outside of the gratitude box, that is expected to go live when? September. September. Oh yeah, I keep saying next year, that's this year. <laughs> I, right? I know, sorry, no pressure. And so what I'm hearing is for 2025, then, no solid idea yet. Correct. Anything being kicked around? Nope. I got, I, we, have, we have not started on the September project because we are because that content is still for the current academic year. It's happening. You're collecting it. Right. Yep. That makes so much sense. Well, I'm very excited for the gratitude box. I want. I can't wait to hear how that turns out. Um, I will be bothering Jacqueline for those tarot cards. Thank you so much for sharing sure. your idea, your thought process, all of this today. Can You Make It Pretty is sponsored by Gradcom and presented by the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations. NCMPR is the country's premier group for PR, communications, and marketing pros at two-year colleges. Can You Make It Pretty is mixed by Bill Aldrich at Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois, and produced by me, Jacqueline Johanna Garber. I'm the communication and DEI manager for NCMPR. If you like what you heard, we'd love it if you subscribed, downloaded, rated, and reviewed Can You Make It Pretty wherever you get your podcasts. And if you didn't, eh, you can skip that part. 